Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anything and everything. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is not Caleb Mason. It is Todd Hicksonball, a.k.a. the Todd Father. Let's go, baby. It's end of the month pod time. Yep, we have a great episode for you today. Today, we are looking back on May 2019 at all the things that we've learned from and the things that we have learned as well. We podding. We podding up in here. Also, we just want to mention really quickly, in case you haven't had a chance to check out our episode early in the week with David Epstein, go check that out. Also, go join our Facebook group that we just launched. If you consider yourself a lifelong learner, we're going to be putting all sorts of content in there from the things that we're learning about from, and then other people will be posting things that they're learning as well. And so if you are always looking for resources, whether that be books or podcasts or movies or I don't know. What else do you like to learn well, from Todd? Well, you know, sometimes I like to do things like do videos, just random videos of thoughts that I'm doing. Basically, what we're trying to say is there's going to be some exclusive content that you're only going to be able to get in the Facebook group. So don't miss that. You're, you're not going to want to miss out on that. Yep, and we'll link to all that stuff in the show notes. But as Todd mentioned, it is the end of the month. Oh, we- so we're going to look back on May 2018, the things that we've learned over the past month. And Todd, I just don't think there is a better way to get started than there's a huge thing that happened in the movie world. What would that be? Since the last time that we I don't uh, remember. looked back. I don't I don't and, I don't remember. And that would be that uh Brene Brown released her Netflix special. Look at you just changing it up. And all I got to say is if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I am a huge fan of Brene Brown. So, so you watched it. I watched it. See, I haven't watched it yet, and I, and I can't wait to watch it. But I want to have a conversation with you about Netflix specials here in a second. So tell, us, tell, tell me. So here's what I think. Tell me what you learned or like a couple takeaways that you got from, from the special. Yeah, I would say um, one of the things, and I think I've said this before, is just a re-emphasis on using the the tool, the story I'm telling myself, and so identif- identifying what are the lies, what are the stories that you're making up in your head that aren't true. She goes into specific detail, just about a lot of that stuff, and is, uh, I mean, I know Todd that this is going to completely surprise you, but she is very, she's just incredibly vulnerable whenever it comes to. I mean, honestly, just whenever it comes to um, just everything that she, everything that she talks about, yeah, as well. And so, highly recommend checking that out, dude. Like Netflix specials right now are like the thing. And here's the here's the crazy the, here's the crazy piece. I'm seeing podcasts now starting to be booked. Like they just released some podcasts that are going to start having some Netflix specials where they're going to do episodes and you're going to be able to watch it on the thing, but it's going to be like a special thing where they bring on a really special guest hmm. and they're going to do it. So like pot Netflix specials are really getting, they're really gaining some traction. I don't, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I'm really interested in, in watching just ne- not even just from Netflix, but like Amazon specials or um, Hulu specials or whatever. I'm really interested in this. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting whenever you look at, uh, like, the comedians, because I think they have that show called The Stand-Ups yeah. as well. And f- for, like, it's pretty much just, uh, like, it's like, a, it's like a pipeline for them because right. they check out the stand-ups. You know, they give them, you know, 20 minutes, and then they say, oh, you're really good? 
guess what we're going to do? We're going to give you a full Netflix special. Going to yeah. give you like an hour. But what I think is so crazy is is how culture and how Netflix really has leveraged that. Because, you know, even five years ago, if you thought of a Netflix special, it was comedy. It wasn't anything else, right? It was comedy. Well, now, I mean, my goodness, you know, Beyonce had a special. Um, now, Brene Brown has a special. I mean, there's all of these specials that are happening. It's not just comedy anymore. And here's what it does. Yep. Is it, it is in a very public way. It showcases... Um, it showcases the thing. I mean, I, I know, I know, just from listening to like to Joe Rogan's podcast, he he's talked about how much money that they make off of an off of a special. It is an exorbitant amount of money, and you know, it's it's a viable thing now. And so, what I'm curious to see is how Hulu and Amazon, in particular, are going to respond. I know that Walmart is now coming out with a, a service like those called Vudu, and so they're lining up some. Uh, there, have you heard about this? I've briefly heard about Voodoo, but I don't know very much about it. Yeah, so it's basically going to be another subscription service. But here's the thing, Caleb. It's free. So it's just like, it's just like Netflix or Hulu, but it's free. Um, we can talk about how they're actually getting paid. Maybe not on this podcast, but in a different place. But um, And so now all these places are going to... I mean, there's viable options for people to have Netflix specials, and it's a big deal. Yeah. And now Spotify's trying to get in on the action and start doing video. I mean, come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. I know. So as big as Brene Brown coming out with her own Netflix special, there was another Netflix special. Or not a Netflix. There was another uh, movie that came out. This is the thing that I thought he was going to say first because he's a jerk. And it is Avengers Endgame. So I'm going to just give you the floor and I'm going to let you cry for the next couple minutes and just, just tell me your feelings. So I absolutely loved it. Um, I did not cry the first time I saw it. I cried the second time. You cried the second time that you saw it. (laughs) Um, That has been confirmed by the friend of the pod, Nate Alderfer, who was with Caleb J. Mason upon the second viewing. But for me, um, to me, it it is the culmination of, like, almost like the, or I guess the pinnacle of great storytelling. Um. You know, because this is really the end of what Marvel has said. You know, they've had different phases of films to where they, um, you know, they kind of tell a contained story. And then and then over 22 films, they've told one overarching narrative. And now Marvel is going to start to tell a new one. And there's there's just it's never been done before. And I think that. Um, to be able to tell a story that wide and make it quality for the most part. Like you look at all of the Marvel films, there really isn't a bad Marvel film. There's now there's ones that are great. There's ones that are epic. Thor Dark World was rough. Yeah, but still not like, oh man, that movie sucked. Iron Man 3 was rough. It was rough. You can hold, you can hold that opinion, but I don't hold that opinion. It was so, rough. So, for me, I think um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and I think there's yeah. a I think there's a lot of um, I think there's a lot of lessons that we can take through it as well because you think that's a story being told over ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and th- keeping and the continuity th- through the storylines is amazing. Well, and th- like think about it. Like most things don't last ten years. Most people don't stick with ten. Things for ten years, and Marvel is going to end up making. I mean, it just 
Like they're literally making billions of dollars off this franchise franchise. Oh, and yeah. I think it shows that people are willing to stick with good quality content, mm-hmm. um, even if it takes a decade. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Great movie. Uh, one of the things that um, that I really I, I want to go further into the storytelling piece um, because they had a really difficult task, uh, and they had said it beforehand. We all knew it. They had to bring to a close so many, not just one, not just this one story. There were so many storylines and arcs that the characters had that had to be resolved and they had three hours to do it. So when they first posted the runtime for the movie, I remember like people at my job were like freaking out, like, why would they make it three hours long? That's ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. But my first thought was, I don't know how they could make it any shorter because there has so many things they had to solve and so many things they had to tie knots in to finish that there, there was just, there, it was unbelievable how they were able to bring, how they were able to bring all that together. That was the Russo brothers, right? Yep. Yeah. And those two are unbelievable. By the way, Russo brothers, I would love to have you come on the, the, the Learner's Corner podcast. I almost said the other podcast name that we do not speak of on this podcast. Um, because Caleb has forbidden that name to ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> um, but Rooster Brothers, come on the show. But I just think it was unbelievable how they were able to to tie all those things together. And I mean, you know, if if, pe- if people have watched the movie, it's so emotional, and it feels like something where, like, you're like for people who grew up with the franchise, your childhood. It's a piece of your childhood, and it's being it's being put to re- put to bed. And now I'm excited to see what they come out with next. Any predictions as to what the new big storyline is going to be? I have no idea. See, that's the fun thing is now we can all just kind of speculate as to what they're going to do next, um, which is kind of fun. So, but actually, uh, fun fact, Endgame was not the last piece of Phase 4. Or what, which phase are we in? Phase 4? Phase four? 3. Phase 3. Yeah. Still got Spider-Man. Spider-Man's got coming. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's yep. coming. Okay. Todd, you got any other movies? Oh, man, do I ever. Um... So I have been revisiting some of the old James Bond movies and just going back through this thing. And, dude, I'm all about it. Go pick any of them that were done by Sean Connery. Um, I'm loving it. I watched, uh, I watched the ones. Uh, I watched the uh, uh, Casino Royale, which is the new one that came out in 2006. Um, watched that the other night. That was great. So right now I'm on everything James Bond. I don't even care at me. Can it can it be considered new if it came out 13 years ago? Well, yeah, because there's an older Casino Royale that came out in the James Bond arc, and so you have to say it's the new one, not the old one. Yeah, my bad. So that's why I said that. That's that's why I said that. In terms of television shows though, um The Amazing Mrs. Maisel or is it The Amazing Mrs. Maisel? I don't know, whatever it is. It's on Amazon Video. Uh, go check that out. It's the story of a lady whose husband is a, a comic and she actually finds out, you know, he's, he's kind of just a working comic, whatever. And she quickly finds out, um, the magnificent Mrs. Maisel. No, whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and it, uh, she finds her voice as a comic herself. Unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. Go check that out. That's the, that's the big thing that I'm on right now. Okay. I, uh, this isn't really. Um, well, it isn't a movie or a TV show, but a video and uh, that I saw, and I think you've seen this video too. 
is this video called Do All Christians Think the Same? Mm. You remember seeing that? Maybe. We talked about this. So basically what they do, it's on YouTube. We'll link to it in the show notes. But basically they present uh, present a belief or a statement. And then there's, am I, and basically they just spread out all across the room. It basically goes in a line of, you know, on the left, you strongly disagree. On the right, you agree. And there's different stages. Um, but it's really fascinating because, you know, you just see um, just the conversations that, that, um, that, come, that come out of that and how, you know, even just thinking about learning, you know, that you can see one piece of information or one, um, one statement or one fact or one belief and many people interpret it different ways. Right. And so, to me, it was just a fascinating video. Uh, let's go uh, music, Todd. Let, what music are you um, listening to? I was going to let you go first. Because you, okay. you, you've, you've kind of, we have to explain to listeners, like Caleb, Caleb is, I think he's in a, in a little bit of a way. I think he's taking it as a challenge that I kill the music thing every month. And so Caleb has actually organized his music listening. Um, he's, he's organized it. I have. So basically what I've done is I have created a playlist of all the songs that I have enjoyed listening to during the month of month of May. Um, and some of them are a little bit older. Some of them I've just discovered as well. Um, but basically, I'm just looking through that, all the music that I've enjoyed, and I'll link to it in the show notes. It's on a uh, playlist on Spotify. Um, but here's, here's some stuff that have, have come out um, that I've added recently to the playlist. One is uh, Wolves at the Gate is getting ready to drop a new album this summer. And so they've released a couple of singles, um, which I have included in there. Johnny Swim create, or came out with an album called Moonlight. And so there's a lot of uh, songs from that. Power is Power from SZA, The, SZA, the Weeknd and Travis Scott. KB, Hold Me Back. Um, Matt Carney, that's, that's an album that came out last year, I think. Um, but really good. And then uh, the last one, and uh, this, this will kind of gear into... Uh, uh, maybe podcast stuff a little bit, but Andy Minio has is doing this project right now to where he's releasing a bunch of uncut songs, um, yeah. some imperfect songs he would say, and so his new single is on there. And then he's uh, he's also done this uh, doing this podcast with Spotify called The Work in Progress, and basically he just looks at um, looks at the song, kind of tells the story behind the song, how it came to be, the imperfections in it, and really just talking through the whole creative process behind it all. Yep. Um, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there for it. I, I'm loving Andy Minio right now. He's coming out with a lot of content. It's pretty great. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Go for it. All right. I'm going to cut this down a little bit. I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you three songs. I'm just going to give you songs. All right. The first one, and Caleb, I'll, I'll link. I will. Um, I'll link this all for you so that you can handle that. But the first one is by a band called the Lovely Band. Lovely, sorry, Lovely the Band. Caleb, I played this actually for you earlier today. It's called. I, I know who Lovely the Band is. It's called Maybe I'm Afraid. I just really like that song. Um, I'm I'm just about that song. I'm for it. Um, <clears throat> the next one is a song by BTS and Halsey, and it's called Boy With Love. Or like Boy With Love. I don't know, however you want to say that. It's a really great, it's a great bop. 
I'm I'm for I'm for that as well. Um, and then the third one is by Khalid and John Mayer. And it is called Out of Control. Out of my head. Out of my head. Out yeah, of my control. head, baby. My head. That's the song. And so those are three songs I'm gonna give you. If you're looking for an album right now, um, go and check out Father of Assad by DJ Khaled. Uh, that came out. That's really that's some really, really great music. Also, um, Judas and Jacob by Taylor Gray. Taylor was on our podcast, what, a year ago, Caleb? Two years ago? Yeah, something like that. He came out with a new album, and it's great. Really loving that. It's called uh, Jacob and Judas, or Judas and Jacob. I forget what it is off the top of my head right now, but I played Caleb a song earlier today um, that I'm just really digging on that. So there's a, that, so that's a couple songs to check out, and then those are two albums that you could just go check out. By the way, on the, Khaled, the, the DJ Khaled album, um, Nipsey Hussle, which if you've been following it all, pop culture recently, hip-hop culture. Nipsey Hussle was, was shot in back in, what, April? And uh, he's actually on one of the songs, and it was the, one of the last things he ever did was, was record this song. So it's really emotional. It's called Higher. It's, the song's called Higher, and it's with John Legend. So go check that out. Yeah, I got another quick song to add. I can't believe I forgot this song. It's Here With Me by Marshmello and Churches. Ooh, yeah, we were oh. listening to it earlier. I know it's like my favorite song right now. So again, look for our show note or look in our show notes for all the resources for all of that stuff as well. Okay, Todd, I'm gonna throw it to you uh, for this because believe it or not, actually I'll give mine real quick, um, and then you can go. But let's go to books okay. real quick. Yep. So I am reading a lot of books right now. <laughs> But I haven't finished, like, I'm in the middle of probably reading about, like, four different books right now. But I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to recommend them until I'm finished reading the book. So, <laughs> but for those, just don't wait. Like, June will be coming and there will be some good book recommendations there. But I do have a quick uh, update as well. So, I've been recommending the Throne of Glass fiction <laughs> series. <laughs> Like, since the beginning of the year, because I started it then. <laughs> so I just want to provide an update and say I have finished book six of it. I highly recommend it. How emotional are you? Well, there's one book left, and I'm making my way through it right now, and I'm pretty emotional. So if you have any good fiction series, I'm coming to the end of the one that I'm reading right now. So hit me up and let me know. So... Um, I'm going to give you a couple of books, and then I'm going to give you a controversial book. Um, but remember, on this podcast, we read and listen and watch things on both sides of, of trains of thought from all different perspectives. So I'm going to give you a couple that are not controversial, and I'm going to give you a book that is controversial. So uh, some non-controversial books, Trillion Dollar Coach uh, by Eric Schmidt. Um, I, I, so I read that in the last month, loved it. Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. I forget if I've recommended that on here or not. I recommend books on all sorts of podcasts. So I, I, I haven't read it yet, but I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. What's, what's something, because I'm, like, I'm to the point where I'm going to buy that book. I just don't know when I'm buying it yet. What's something that you've taken away and started to implement from that book? So, because the premise, the premise behind it is you know, kind of limiting or setting boundaries around your your digital life, that, right? That's what it is. So you've read um, Marie Kondo's book, right? Or at least tried. Oh, 
So wow. basically, it's Marie Kondo's guide to cleaning up and organizing your life, but it's just for digital stuff. And it was a game changer because, Caleb, as you know, I spend an inordinate amount of time online, and I'm always on social media because I do a lot of stuff. Like, the podcasts require me to be on social media quite a bit. And so this has been a gut check for me because, wow, like, he really helps – and like he makes you make a choice in terms of setting boundaries and how to set boundaries around technology. And so I listened to it on Audible, which is kind of funny because I listened to it. But, um, you know, it really was enlightening to me about how much time we spend and what, what else I could be doing with that time. But he isn't a person saying you should all just we should all go back to analog. What he's saying is mm-hmm. I just want you to be conscious of how much time you're spending and I want you to be be your most productive, right? So, so when you're using technology, make it productive. Don't make it mindless. Be productive. You can watch Netflix shows and stuff like that. Just don't binge five episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you can check Instagram. Just don't check all 17 of your friends who you haven't talked to in three years' Instagram stories. Like, just be mindful of what you're doing. And if we can do that, um, we're, we're in a much healthier place mentally. Great. Yeah. I loved it. I might need to, I might need to purchase it sooner than I thought, because like, that's something that I feel like I've been, uh, just trying to get better at. Um, really, I would say since, uh, since the fall, I think we talked about this, um, on the podcast before, but like one of the things that I do is I don't keep social media apps on my phone. Um, you know, I think because I think we talked about this, you know, I do what Carlos Whitaker does. Yeah. And like if I want to use a social media app, I reinstall it on my phone, um, which has helped tremendously. And then even what you were saying, of uh, just realizing the effect that social media can have on us and sometimes really realizing that it's OK to take a break. It's OK to not look at Instagram today. It's OK to, um, you know, take a couple of days. And just be offline and not have so much um, input. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think part of the parameter is realizing, is it controlling my behavior? Which is kind of what you talked about as well. Like, does it feel like a choice or is it just a compulsion? Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great book. Loved it. The other one that I've read this month, it, well, like I mentioned, was Trillion Dollar Coach. And so it's called the 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 subtitle is the Leadership Playbook of Silicon Valley's Bill Campbell, and it was written by Eric Schmidt, uh, Jonathan Rosenberg, and Alan Eagle. And so, who is Bill Campbell? Well, Bill Campbell was referred to by a couple of companies you may have heard of, um, Google, Apple, Intuit, and many others. Um, some of his clients were Steve Jobs, Larry Page, and Eric Schmidt. Who, by the way, Eric Schmidt was one of the founders of Google. Larry Page, founder of Google, and uh, Steve Jobs obviously was with Apple. And so. The reason why it's called Trillion Dollar Coach is because the businesses that Bill Campbell coached, they estimate that the value that he brought in his coaching, so the, 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 what, they, what he was able to increase in terms of profit, was over a trillion dollars. And so bringing him in earned a collective of all of these different companies over a trillion dollars in worth in terms of just how much money he helped them make. And so this is just basically a playbook, and it's these three who were heavily impacted by his coaching um, they, they referred to him uh, affectionately as Coach Bill. And, and so just through his coaching and through his personal development and through helping these great leaders and visionaries, 
Um, he, yeah, I mean, he, it's, it's an interview based. So there's interviews with over 80 people. It is a great read. I've really enjoyed it. Again, I listened to it. It came out in April, April 16th. I flew through this thing so fast, um, on audible. So definitely, definitely worthwhile. Big couple big takeaways is that it's personal always, which is actually an apropos theme because of orange conference. Um, but it's always personal, even at the highest levels of Google, Apple, uh, Microsoft, all those places. And, and, and that's just one of the big takeaways is at the end of the day, it's still people. And so um, I just loved, loved, loved being able to, to, to listen through that. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, something I'm currently reading that I'm pretty much done with. Um, it, I'm actually I'm rereading some, of the, some things in it, but uh, it's called Keep Going by Austin Kleon which I'm a big fan of Austin Kleon's. Um, I'm a big fan of, of his other work. So, What's your controversial read? Uh, are you ready for this? Ready. The Right Side of History by Ben Shapiro. Hmm. Um, and I say it's controversial because Ben is rather controversial. Um, so it's how reason and moral, the subtitle is how reason and moral purpose made the West great. And so he goes through and... Um, you know, part of Ben's story is, is he spoke in 2016 at U.S. Uh, University of Cal- California, Berkeley. Hundreds of police officers were required from 10 different campuses across the state to protect his speech, um, which was about free speech and rational debate. And so that prompted him to begin to look into, okay, what is going on here? And so he writes, he's a very controversial figure. Um, he, he's, he's labeled as a right-wing extremist. I don't find him to be that at all. Um, I think that he definitely is a, is a conservative um, and, and says right-wing things, but I wouldn't necessarily label him as an extremist. This book, I loved it. And, and he goes through mm-hmm. and talks about Western, Western culture. Um, he gives basically a history of Western culture and talks about it. And so I, anyways, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, again, I like to read things from, from all different perspectives. And so this is a book that I picked up. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's good to read things from different perspectives. I mean, you don't have to agree with someone or about a particular right. point of view in order to read and learn from them. Right. Right. No, I, it, so anyways, really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed reading through it. Um, I listened again, I'm on audible right now. Like I'm listening to everything. It's just quicker for me. Mm-hmm. So let's go uh, podcast and then. Uh, let's wrap up with uh, some of the things that we've learned this month. Yep. So you want to go first with podcasts or you want me to go? No, I'll go. Um, so a couple things I've been listening to is um, I've been listening to the Joe Budden podcast. Love Joe Budden. Uh, he is a rapper, hip-hop artist, um, and he has a podcast where he talks. It's twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays, and he just talks about um, society, life, the headlines, and kind of gives his take on it. And it's really funny. He does it with some of his friends, and and they're all hip hop aficionados. I mean, they're like in the industry and and hearing all the stuff. And so, um, you know, it, I I really enjoy. I, I tune into it every, both both times every every week, and uh, really enjoying it. Um, so that's one of the podcasts I've been just crushing right now. The other podcast that I've really been burning through has been um, Carrie has just been on fire, man. Yes. Care like 
I'm just gonna leave it. That that those are the two. Like if you if you don't get anything else, if you haven't listened to anything Carrie's done in like the last really since the first of the year, but in the last month, month and a half, two months in particular, go back and listen through all of those. Yeah, all uh, I can go because I have some of the episodes. <laughs> um, so uh, one of them was with Ruth Haley Barton, and you remember this episode. And talking about uh, sa- Sabbath and sustainable and really, really soul care and self-care as well. Um, and then Nona Jones just talking about right. how to do social media differently and doing a more of a community-based um, mindset. And then, um, I mean, honestly, it makes me think of, you know, what Jeff Henderson talks about all the time of wanting something for people and not wanting something from people. I think that's basically, basically she, she talks about that um, in the context of social media. And then we got Horace Soldsy, Ooh. the founder of the Capella uh, Hotel Group. Which, what's, um, the, what's, what's the whole big deal with Horace Soldsy? Well, I mean, he's blowing up right now. I mean, he came out with a book called Excellence Wins, and he does a deep dive, probably one of the best uh, one of the best resources on creating great service um, for people, which literally applies to anyone because everybody is in the service industry um, and lo- lots of great takeaways um, from there. And then Sean Cannell, um, Carrie talked with him about YouTube and online content and online video as well. Um, one kind of random podcast. Um, it's called Big Questions with Cal Fussman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cal is an incredible question asker. But he had Simon Sinek on recently and talked with him about uh, about infinite and finite games, which is going to be the subject of Simon's next book um, whenever it comes out. Really great conversation. And then uh, this po- podcast slash uh, videos as well is Clay Scroggins has done an incredible message series called Fight For It. Um, at North Point Community Church, and it's all about building resilience. Um, I love listening to Clay, and this series is just an example why. Um, the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast, he did diversity uh, or generational diversity in the workplace. Have you listened to those episodes yet, Todd? Um, no, but I have them queued up. In- incredibly powerful. Um, and then Entree Leadership Podcast uh, did another episode you're, with Clay. You're on that? Like, you're on, are you back on Entree, po- uh, Entree Leadership, or is it just well, you saw Clay was on? I saw Clay was on, and I listened to By it. By the way, if you don't know this, we are huge Clay Scroggins fans. And so, yep. Clay, love you, dude. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, um, she did a podcast on overthinking, which um, I was listening for somebody else. I wasn't listening for myself on that podcast at all yeah because you're like the you don't overthink anything ever no never never i never overthink anything um but incredibly helpful um incredibly helpful and then uh work life with adam grant is another that's my final episode that i'm going to recommend um did an episode called how to remember anything and talked about the importance of spacing um spacing learning sessions and taking breaks after learning and after reading and how that helps um, internalize and memorize information as well. So Todd, let's uh, go through what would you say are some of the things like, I don't know, life lessons or what that you've really 
internalized and learned in the month of May? I have one major one, patience. Um, patience for me, it does not come easily. I like to move on things. I like to, I like movement. I like action. And so, uh, patience has been something that I've been learning because there's just all sorts of transitions and all sorts of things that are happening, whether it's through the podcast that I will not speak of on this podcast, whether it's through the learner's corner or just in my personal life, um, lots of things just take time. And so you have to wait for them to develop. And so patience has been what I've been learning, um, and, and the one thing that's been helpful for me has been um, really watching and thinking about through Jesus's life, right? And how he, he, he lived 30 years so that he could live three. He went through 30 years mm-hmm. so he could really live three and be able to, to do his ministry. And um, just the patience that that took and, and his ability to, to, um, to teach us about patience, right? Even through his ministry. So um, just learning and think about patience. That's my big thing. <clears throat> Caleb learned about the color wheel this, this month. I did. Well, uh, I guess that's a good place as any to start. So I've, I've already talked about this uh, a little bit, but I think, um, you know, if you've been following on these episodes uh, since the beginning of the year, this month is really, or not this month, this year I feel like has just been a journey of emotional health um, for me and paying attention to my internal state and the emotions that I'm feeling. And uh, Clay, I mean, we've been talking about Clay a lot on the podcast, um, but Clay Scroggins at the Orange Conference mentioned something called uh, uh, a feelings wheel, which is basically just meant to help identify. Um, emotions um, even deeper, and we'll link. I'll link to it in the in the show notes. I have my own uh, as well, which helps me. But basically, the premise of it is that there's there's an inner circle, and then two outer circles as well. And so the inner circle is uh, is kind of the seven basic emotions from sadness and happiness to disgust and fear and sadness and so on and so forth. And basically, the goal is to identify. What is the specific emotion that you're feeling? You know, so for me, um, you know, I, I was dealing with a situation the other day and I was really angry um, about what had happened. Um, but I realized that it was, it was deeper than that. And I went through the feelings wheel and identified it. And I realized, I realized that it was more than anger. I was furious. <laughs> and here's, here's the thing. Here's what I've learned through it though it helps me process my emotions quicker like i don't i'm not as stuck in an emotional state um because i'm able to identify the emotion and then bend it and remind and literally remind myself of the truth and work through it and not suppress it not avoid it but to deal with it as well and i, I mean that's just something that i feel like um that i've i've had to be more intentional about of guarding my thoughts, guarding um, and taking my thoughts captive and my emotions captive and not letting my emotions or my feelings be the driver in the seat, um, but recognizing them, but not letting them determine my behavior. I just like watching you pull out your color wheel. Yeah, you say that, but I'll tell you what, I used it with you the other day and it helped you a lot. I don't want to talk and about you it. Di- and you didn't even realize I it. I don't want to talk about what you do to <laughs> manipulate me behind the scenes. Um, I would say uh, another lesson I would say is don't let a leadership structure limit your leadership. Hey. 
and what I mean by that is sometimes it's a really strong tendency of us to go, well, this is the position that I am, and I can only exert leadership up until this position. But leadership, as John Maxwell tells us all the time, is about influence. Leadership and is influence, baby. Leadership is about more than a position. And I think I'm just learning that you can affect more change and more things can happen. You don't limit yourself to the position that you're in. Take more responsibility. I mean, help people, help the people who are leading you. If you see a need, act on it and meet it and lead and don't, um, and please don't complain. Don't complain about something that isn't happening and you not do anything about it. Act on it. Lead. It's tough, but that's, I mean, that's what leaders do. And then I would say um, the other thing that I'm just learning right now is the importance of just learning from people who are different than you. Seeking out um, a diversity of thought. And that means across different generations. That means across different genders. That means across uh, different nationalities. That means across different races. Seeking perspectives that are more than your own. And not just seeking them um, in one area, but seeking them across all of those things. Because everybody has a different perspective. Everybody has things that they've learned in life that you can learn from. And so those are just a couple of the things that I've learned in May. Love it. So I don't think, I mean, it doesn't sound like we learned very much at all, right? No. I didn't learn very much. I didn't. Anyway, if you have enjoyed, uh, or if you're interested in learning about any of uh, the resources that we've talked about today, check them out in the show notes. You can find them there and you can uh, pick up anything that we've talked about, whether it be a podcast or music or movies or videos or books or anything along those lines. Or uh, Todd, you mentioned a TV show, anything like that. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Learner's Corner podcast. If we brought you any value, if you've enjoyed this at all, what can people do, Todd? You know what? You can leave us a rating and write a review. Um, Seriously, it's the best way to be able to um, give us feedback as well as help us out because when you leave us a five-star rating, it boosts us up in the podcast directories, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, doesn't matter. It boosts us up in those ratings and in the directory. So go go and do that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Learner's Corner Podcast. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is not Caleb Mason. It is Todd Hicksonball. And until next time, keep learning and keep growing. Deuces, y'all.